This is Paul Bromwell reminding you that now is the time to take the leap and join adfreeshows.com. The recent WWE Hall of Fame announcement regarding Eric Bischoff was huge and some would say way overdue. And believe it or not, the first live event he requested was an interactive Zoom call with every member of the ad-free shows community. The best part? His wife, Lori Bischoff, joined as well, and they both chatted directly with many of our members. Take a listen as Lori shares what Eric being in the Hall of Fame means to her. Um, I am I am on cloud nine all this week. Something has happened that has been long awaited and well deserved. And um, you probably most of you know that we have we will be celebrating our 37th wedding anniversary this summer. And um, and we were together a couple years before that. So we've been on this whole journey together. Uh, our, our story began before wrestling. Uh, you know, that that part of the story. So uh, I've been along for an amazing ride and it has been quite the um, magical journey. It's been sort of like going to the fair <laughs> and you just, you know, between the roller coaster and the house of mirrors and, and <laughs> you know, the spin art and all the, all the goodies that come with it. Don't forget uh, the horror amazing. show. You got to throw in the horror show. <laughs> no, no, no real horrors. Just lots of, uh, just lots of thrill rides, but but it's been amazing and I'm so proud of him and, and I can't wait to be there to, to see this all unfold and and it's good time now. It's a really good time. So he's he's my guy and I knew this was gonna happen. It was just a matter of time. And I'm really proud of him. Thank you, babe. As a result of being a part of this experience firsthand, we had many people decide to level up. Member Matt Whitaker said as a result of that experience alone, he made the decision to be a top guy and is not looking back. So become a member today and enjoy all the interactive events and exclusive shows over at adfreeshows.com. We hope you are enjoying classic 1986 Jim Crockett promotions here on What Happened When. And be sure to check out all the great shirts and gimmicks that were inspired by our trip down memory lane. Whether you are a weasel slapper, a rendezvous master, a hell person, or a legend that was born and not made, we have a shirt or gimmick for you. Check out LoisRules.com for all the shirts and BoxyGimmicks.com for all the other goodies, including specialty clothing, mugs, tumblers, show posters, and more. That's LoisRules.com and BoxyGimmicks.com. I got a quick question. What if you could save over $7,000 a year, $7,000 a year, John up in Monroe, Connecticut, just did that at save with Conrad.com. And he left us a five-star review. He had this to say, I really appreciate Jimmy's communication throughout the process. He always followed up his emails with a text to both my wife and I making sure we didn't miss anything. We had 27 years left on our mortgage. Jimmy helped us knock two years off and we still save $600 a month. Big thank you to everyone at first family mortgage. Think about that. They're paying their house off two years faster. And you know how much that is, you know, to the penny, what your mortgage is multiply that by 24. And that's how much they save just by cutting those two years off. But more importantly, 600 bucks a month. Are you kidding? Why wouldn't you do this? You can get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. I know it sounds too good to be true, but let me run the numbers for you. It's no cost, no obligation. We're routinely helping wrestling fans around the country, just like you save tens of thousands of dollars, but how much can you save? Find out right now for free at savewithconrad.com.
NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. John saved more than seven grand a year. What are you waiting for? You even get to skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. Man, we love talking about our friend, Steven Singer. And I'll tell you, the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better. And he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer the perfect price. That's right. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Well, head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than the guy sitting next to you. Here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? That's never the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer Jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to what happened when with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone, Tony, what's going on, man? How are you Conrad? How are you man? Better than I deserve. And almost as good as butts and seats, comic.com. We recently launched that Kickstarter for your new graphic novel. And, uh, the goal over the next 30 days was to raise $20,000 and as you and I are recording that, well, you've done more than four times that you're yeah. well past $80,000 at this point. The support in a word has been overwhelming. Fair to say it's been shocking. It's been humbling and it's been, I guess four times as much Conrad. I didn't even think 
I didn't think we'd reach twenty thousand. Yeah, and not. you know how you know how I am. I just it's not that I I don't it's not that I don't have any confidence in fans, which I do, but it's that I just didn't think. Well, I I do as you know, and I'm I'm sincere about this, and I think you would agree. I, I never have seen myself as a star, right? I've always seen myself as a jabroni. I wanted the name of the comic to be I Jabroni because then they say, why do you want that? I said, because, well, I'm someone that puts people over. That's what I do. And they talk, talk me into butts in the seats, butts in seats. So, so here we are at $80,000 on, on Kickstarter. And we have until the 16th of April to finish it up. So we are basically over almost two weeks in and look at us. Yeah, actually, as you and I are recording this, you know, we're, we're a weekend, a weekend. Okay. And, and by the time everyone hears this, yeah, yeah that the, we'll right. be, we'll be two in, but just to peek behind the curtain, you and I are getting ahead because, mm -hmm. well, the clock is ticking on the WWE network and right now it's still working for both of us. Now, yeah. a little birdie has said that, uh, some fans have decided to take to the internet and try to keep this thing going as long as possible. So if your uh -huh. network has stopped working. And uh, FYI, it has stopped working on my Apple TV. I'm watching on my computer right now, and it's still working there. So try something like that. But if that doesn't work, uh, a few of our super fans have taken to YouTube to help us yeah. out. We have super fans. We have uh, super people. That's that's one great thing that we have done, uh, I, I think, and I think you would agree, uh, during the course of these five uh, going on six seasons. Wow. Is this something, uh, one thing that we have done, we have built a community of, yes. uh, of not we call them fans because they're fans, but they're like us. They're our friends. So mm -hmm. they're fans and we've met some great people. We've met some weird people. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> yes. Hello, bad money slim. Uh, and, um, and Carl Mandick. Woo. Uh, but we've met some great people, Paul Bromwell, who's and, and people who's helped us out on ad free shows. But further than that, just, when, when I go out and say, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a zoom call and we have, we have a lot of people who flock to that, want to talk to me. They do the same thing on ad free shows uh, when I'm on there or when Eric's on there, or Arn or whomever. So we've built a community and I think it's great. And you need to, you need to be uh, given credit for that, for uh, putting us all together because it's been fun. It's been fun for you and me as much as it's been for everybody out there who tunes in. Well, I'm, uh, I've had a blast working with you and I'm so glad to see that fans are really rallying behind you to support this project. And if you'd like to get more information and see what, uh, is available for you to sort of grab your piece of history, because there is a lot of cool stuff happening at that website, butts and seats, comic.com. I mean, you, you can get all kinds of different collectibles depending on, you know, what your donation level is and your level of support. And I got to think with wrestling collectibles, just going absolutely nuts the way they are, there's probably an opportunity for some of this stuff to go up in value, uh, which is something I can't believe we're even saying out loud, but have you seen the wrestling collectibles market lately, Tony, do you ever just go over to eBay and check out what's happening over there? Or is that not something you normally do? No, it's not something I do. I, I do know this. Uh, we were in Jacksonville a couple of times outside of the. And you need to you need to guide me on this a little bit. Sure. Outside of uh, the hotel, and at the airport, 
there are these guys who have figures, rings, and they always ask guys to sign them. Right. I sign them. I don't have a problem with it. A lot of, a lot of guys won't because they know what's going on. They're selling them and making money off of them. But I've always said, yeah, okay. So I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. I, I, I've never had a problem with that. Of course, <laughs> I've never been this popular either. So, uh, I mean, I was going to the Jacksonville airport and a couple of guys had these rings that they had me sign. And then I walked a little bit further and they had a whole container of, of stuff. So that being said, yeah, the collectibles are hot. They're out there and people are making money off of it. And, um, I, I always think, you know what? I, I always said my, the way I am, uh, my inner, my, uh, autograph is not worth much. So get what you can. Yeah. So. I've seen you autograph stuff for people before and you said, oh, you don't want me to sign that. And it would be something, you know, from like the old JCP days or something. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, what do you mean? And you'd say, well, I'll just, it'll bring the value down if I'm on there. You know, and I'm like, you were, you weren't saying that to be funny. You were being sincere and you know, you're just a dumb motherfucker in every way. And that's why we love you. Uh, so check it out. Butts and seats, comic.com. I, uh, I cannot believe what's happened with like wrestling trading cards. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw, you know, there's Hulk Hogan cards that have been rated now that are worth in excess of $20,000, you know, Andre the giant and Ric Flair. And some of these wrestling trading card things are just going bananas and books. My God, I saw a Lou Albano book the other day that was like $800. I'm like, how is that possible? Wow. Uh, either way though, grab your piece of history right now, butts and seats, comic.com. And even at a more recent, uh, note, we have started to cover Jim Crockett's. I don't know why I keep doing that. We've started to cover Jim Cornette's, um, anniversary book for the midnight express. Right. And that book's been sold out forever. Well, the secondary market on that, a book that, you know, Jim used to sell for 20 or $25. It's going for two, three, 400 bucks now. It's unbelievable the the appetite for wrestling nostalgia, and this is going to be another piece of that. Buttsandseatscomic.com. Go check it out. And without further ado, let's talk about why we're here. We're watching World Championship Wrestling from 1986. I've got Jim Crockett on the brain, obviously, because this is, in my opinion, the greatest year they ever had. Uh, certainly, creatively, they're making some mega stars. I don't think it can be debated that the rock and roll express are one of the top draws in the whole uh, industry at this point, obviously dusty Rhodes is dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair is Ric Flair. So we've got a ton of top acts and we're setting records everywhere we go. And we're going to continue our coverage as long as we can here on the WWE network. Eventually the rumor and innuendo is that everything will be loaded up on Peacock, but we're going to ride out these watch alongs as long as we can here. And then we have some fun sort of backup plans to keep everything 1986 fresh in our minds, right? Yes, we do. Uh, we always have a plan. That's one great thing. You're like, you're like the Russians. They always have a plan, buddy. Well, we've talked to the Kremlin and we've yeah. lined up some interviews, so we're ready uh, <laughs> to keep this going. So uh, if our world championship wrestling, March 29th, 1986, and again, if it's not on your WWE network, a little birdie says it might be on YouTube. I'm actually watching it on the network and so is Tony. So that's right. I've got Safari up. It's the, uh, is what I always use for the network and it always lets me click and go into it. So as long as it allows me, I'm going to go for it. I don't know that the browser has anything to do with it. That would be like 
you know, I'm getting more miles to the gallon since I st- stopped using the radio. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was riding with my grandma when I was a kid and she said, Oh, sweetie, we're fixing to run out of gas. Let me turn off the radio. And I'm a little kid, but I looked at grandma and I said, I don't think those things are related. <laughs> She's like, well, you never know. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm I actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. I was like, even, well, even at eight years old, I was a smart ass. I, I can top that. As you know, uh, I'm in my sixties. Yep. My mom was 41 when she had me. Ooh, good for her. Okay. So I knew, I knew my, I knew my grandma and her mother who died at age 77 when I was like five years old, but I do remember her and grandma cat. (laughs) That was her name. C A T T grandma cat and uncle dog. (laughs) Grandma cat used to say, put some clothes on in front of the TV. Those people can see you. Oh God. Is this real? (laughs) Yes. She thought the people on TV could see you. This is tremendous. So we're talking old school stuff now, right? So she was 77 and uh, I was, I was born in 1957. So in 1962, she was 77 to show you how old she was. So she was born in the 1800s. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was grandma cat. You know what? I'm going to start calling you that whenever you send me an email saying, our copy's not on here. Just orange. Get your shit together. <laughs> I'm like buddy scroll down a quarter of an inch. They're all in the same email. How old are you? Grandma cat. That'll be what I call you next time. You did. You just sent me a text. How old are you? I said, really old. Cause I went to bed at six 30 last night, <laughs> which I did. I went, went to bed at six 30, man. Gone. Me and the bug out. You know what? Good for you. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brake right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on the way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Man, we love talking about our friend Steven Singer. And I'll tell you, the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better. And he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer the perfect price. That's right. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Well, head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than the guy sitting next to you. Here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? That's never the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer Jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. 
That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Let me tell you about my dogs. Of course, you know Bug, Chihuahua Mix, 10 years old. Then there's Chewy, Border Terrier. He's eight years old. And then we have Bonnie. Bonnie's a beagle mix, and we're not so sure how old she is. My daughter found her alongside of the road years ago. Uh, She's a wonderful dog. She stays with my daughter, but we claim her, and she's been a big part of this family. Dogs are a big part of the Shivani family. You know that by listening to our podcast, and you know by now what we feed our dogs. We feed our dogs solid gold, and that's because Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. For over 45 years, Solid Gold has revolutionized the holistic pet food category. They have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including healthy whole grain and grain-free options, wet food, supplements like sea meal, and 100% human-grade bone broth for dogs. Many reasons we use Solid Gold, but one of the main reasons is they are different. They are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods, balanced with living probiotics, and fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet, our pets, inside and out. Solid Gold's been with us here on What Happened When for a couple of years now, and I'm very proud to say not only am I a spokesman, but I'm a customer. So here's how you can get the best for your dog or cat. Right now, to see the Solid Gold Deal of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com WHW to see the Deal of the Week. Remember, solidgoldpet.com WHW. Bug, Chewy, and Bonnie give it a two paws up. Well, it's time for people to stop sleeping on Jim Crockett's 1986. Tony, do we have a, a fun little countdown this week? There it is right there. That's my alarm. That sounds a little scary, bro. Yeah. That's uh Harry Potter. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I can't believe this is real. You set an alarm for nine in the morning. Yeah. I always set an alarm for nine in the morning. I, who said, are you like a rock and roll star? Nine in the morning is awfully late to have an alarm. No, not, not in this house. It's not. Like, you know, out here in the real world, people are setting alarms for like five 30, six. Okay. All right. I usually get up. I usually get up seven 30 or eight, but I always set the alarm for nine o'clock just in case I oversleep. Well, you don't have to get hot about it. I'm just trying to watch some 86 <laughs> with you. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> You're giving me shit, man. You're like granny cat. Get out in front of that TV. You don't. What a great line that is, dude. That just, that tickled me. Yeah, that's true. I get and I'm, I'm glad you said grandma because that reminded me of Granny Cat. Okay, here we go. Let's go to our special countdown this week. Hey, what's up? It's Eddie Kingston. You know the deal. Conrad, much love, much respect. Shivani, go fuck yourself. Three, two, one, play. Woo! All right now. All right now. All right now. Jones! Build that army, baby! Because David Crockett, right here, right here, is the best. Black athlete in the world. Pistol Pez Wadley, my brother. Oh. What? 
And all he hears the grunting, which is what it used to sound like when he walked past old grandma cat's bedroom. <laughs> Actually, it was granny cat. Well, I'm just saying granny cat, grandma cat, them Shivani's fuck. That's been well established here on the show. Here we come. Bringing you great wrestling action. Sanctioned by the NWA National Wrestling Alliance. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one wrestling program in the world. That's World Championship Wrestling. I'm David Crockett. This is Tony Schiavone. We've got an exciting program for you. But Tony, right at the top, we saw Pistol Pez Watley and Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Vant. You saw the look on Pez's face. And David, that was just the tip of the iceberg. You were there. I was there. Something has developed between Pistol Pezwali and Jimmy Valiant. We do not understand why it has happened, but we're going to talk about it with Pistol Pezwali a little bit later on. I don't really understand. I, I don't either, but we need to talk to him, and he'll be out here. So let's wait until then. Okay, we have all the top stars of the NWA here today, including the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, the World Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, the Rock and Roll Express, the Road Warriors are here, and David... We're not too far away, just a couple of days from the month of April. And with that comes the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament in New Orleans. We have a very special announcement and some news concerning that gigantic event coming up later on in this program. That's right. So let's go to the ring because we need to talk about that cup. In the ring. A man. Wow. That'll be in the cup. David was really in a good mood there. Dude, he started out so hot. He was fired up. It was great. Yeah, you could tell there's a good mood. And and this is Tony Schiavone, the mark, right? When David was in a good mood like that, and when he put his hand on my shoulder, I'm thinking, I would I would stand there thinking, fuck, I'm announcing with David Crockett. That's just, I mean, that's just kind of the way it was. Just, uh, you know, I just uh, I just marked out for his, because I watched him, right? Of course, you grew up with him. He was, yeah. your, he was the voice of your childhood. Yeah. Look, there's Miss Alabama in the front row. Did you see that? She's there again. She's coming on a regular basis now. You know why? Thanks to the dude. You got to work on your phrasing. Why? She's coming on a regular basis, and you know why? (laughs) She's uh, she's She's attending on a regular basis. She's attending these shows on a regular basis. (laughs) Oh God! This is Ron Rossi. Uh, For some reason, that name rings a bell. Maybe it's because he's a good old Italian boy. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's from your part of the boot. Yeah, look, <laughs> do you see him sell that gut shot? <laughs> hey, uh, what'd you think of that Wahoo headdress to start the show? That's pretty, uh, that's pretty iconic. Pretty iconic. You know how, how, how big of a, a mark I am for 1986 now? Yes. I just bought a head, a Wahoo headdress. No, are you serious? There was one for sale. Uh, at the Paul Bosch estate sale a few weeks ago while we were all in Jacksonville together. Yeah. And I was trying to get somebody in Houston to go by there. Of course it couldn't be Bruce. Bruce doesn't live there. Bruce was on location for SmackDown anyway. So I was reaching out and, uh, by the time my folks could get there, uh, they found that people had actually been spending the night out in front of the residence to try to get first dibs and they snatched up a bunch of stuff. And, and the two things I wanted most of all were a crown and, uh-huh. uh, that JYD wore and the Wahoo headdress. And I, uh, what was most important to me was the Wahoo headdress. Well, I'm happy to say that I got it. So, oh, awesome. I don't have it here yet, but I did get it. And I got some other really cool stuff that I'll probably eventually gift to Bruce or Tom. And there you see it. That's going to be it for Wahoo. Boy, he just gave the business to Mr. Rossi here. 
Yeah, Wahoo was a but Wahoo was a very good worker. He he really worked light. Oh God! Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Here's Taz Junior or Senior, as it were. Oh, wants to get Ric Flair. The hands of stone wants to get Ric Flair in a cage, and you say that's the only way to settle the issue. I think so, and I, obviously it's uh, a lot of people's opinion because I get a lot of fan mail. I like to say thank you for all your letters. I think the only way to solve the problem, to come to, to an end, is to have a cage match. And Ric Flair, you're looking at risky business when you stand in a ring in a cage with Ronnie Garvin. Now, you were born with a big mouth, and you've been running it all your life. It's a fact. But I was born with a heck of a right hand, and I'm going to close that mouth. I'm going to close it for good. You see, somebody has to do the job, and I'm the man for the job, and I'm very well qualified to do it. You see, I came very close a few times, and you ran out of the ring, you got disqualified, we won an hour, you're a 60-minute man, all right. But I'm going to tell you, risky business, serious business we're talking about in a cage match where everything goes. You can't run out, so where do you go, Ric Flair? You gotta face the music, you gotta face me. And that's music you ain't gonna like because it's not gonna be very soft for your ears. Now you can't get disqualified. You go around the country defending your title and brag about how long you've been a champion. I'm gonna tell you why you've been so long a champion. It's because you get disqualified. Now in a cage, there's no disqualification. You can't run out. So there's gotta be a winner. And you're looking at him. Ron Garvin, man with a hands of stone. We're coming right back. That was a pretty good promo. Yeah, that was good. I a couple of things there. He said risky business a number of times, which he has said leading into this. Dusty was that's a, usually a dusty yeah. phrase. So here we go. Yeah. You want to talk about a promo? We'll come back to your risky business comment. But here's some okay. real risky business, Jim Cornette. Tournament ain't too far away. And everybody's talking about tournaments. And speaking of which, I saw Dale Brown here last week. With all respects to him. But Denny Crum is going to lead the Louisville Cardinals all the way this year, right straight to the top. They're going to win that tournament. Then there's going to be three sports legends from Louisville, Kentucky. Muhammad Ali, Denny Crum and the Louisville Cardinals, and Jim Cornette, because I'm leading the Midnight Express to the top of the tournament for the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. And you know to do that, Tony, we got the Road Warriors in our bracket. That means if we win some of our matches, they win some of, our, of their matches. Then eventually, we're going to meet the Road Warriors. We are the two premier teams in that bracket. And Road Warriors, I heard you got a little upset when I said that you flunked out of sixth grade eight times. Well, let me rectify that. They did have one major academic achievement when they graduated third grade. They were so excited they could hardly shave without cutting themselves. Road Warriors, you're dim, brother. You're brain dead. And we are going to outsmart you and outsneaky you and go right straight to the finals. And then, for once, rock and roll, rock and roll. I'm I'm going to wish the Rock and Roll Express all the luck in the world because I want you to win every single match in that tournament, Rock and Roll. I want you to outlast all the competition in that other bracket, and I want you to get to the finals where you're going to face the Midnight Express and be humiliated and have the biggest prize in wrestling snatched right out from under you just like the rug. A million dollars and that cup. And Rock and Roll, I know you want to go into that tournament as the World Tag Team Champions, and we're facing them, Tony, like the fighting champions that we are several times before then the rock and roll you're never going to see those belts you're never going to see that million you're never going to see that cup and you are never going to beat the greatest team in professional wrestling lover boy dennis and beautiful bobby the midnight express how much of that stuff do you think he would write down ahead of time and practice and and i'm not by the way i'm not knocking it i think it's awesome 
Uh, one of the things I've really never gotten about wrestling is it's like uh, amongst a lot of the people in the profession and fans, it's like, if you don't just, if it doesn't just randomly fall out of your mouth, oh, we hate scripted promos. No, mm-hmm. I hate bad promos. Mm-hmm. If it's good scripting, I like it. So I, I don't care if it's scripted. I care if it's good. And I feel like those same people who say, oh, I, I miss when promos weren't scripted and it could be like, you know, like what the rock did everything. The rock ever said was scripted. Yeah. So th- that's not a fair comparison. And so when I see Jim Cornette do that, it's like, man, that's so good that he had to work on that and practice it. And I don't think cause you know, it's also, this is a weird industry where if you care about it, you're a mark, you know, like, I don't get yeah. that. I think that's dumb. Like look at him over here working hard to make sure he does the best job he can. What a fucking goof. Like, no, that's not, that's stupid, man. I mean, yeah, we put forth a lot of effort into this show and, and that's the reason it's successful. And there's a lot of other podcasts that aren't, and it's because they think, you know, effort is lame. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, th- well, those people should have their head put in a toilet with a bunch of turds and flushed a couple of times. Okay. That's what they should do. And I'm as a matter of fact, I would like a list of those names. I would be willing on my expense to fly to their house, shit in their toilet, put their head in it, flush it, and then walk out and leave. You're going to shit hey. too. Hmm? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So, uh, that's what I feel about that scripting. I think scripting works. I'm sure Jim Cornette thought about that. I don't know if he wrote it down. It may have been in his book. I, you know, I read parts of it didn't read the whole book that he, that he wrote things down and, but some guys were just, you know, we go back and we look at, man, those guys were talented. They could talk. Dusty could talk. Rick could talk. Here's an, here's something that I had learned. And then I learned this, I'm trying to, and maybe it's not true. Maybe I, I learned this in MLW and I'm not going to say who told me this. It was one of the kids backstage. I don't know how they fucking knew, but they said, you know, the Ricky steamboat macho man, wonderful match from WrestleMania three. Yeah. It was written down page for page. Move yeah. for move. Yeah. So you've heard that too. Yeah. Well, steamboats talked about it and he made yeah. fun of savage for it. And then it became the most famous match that steamboat ever had. So, right. So, and, and they worked part of it, right. When they, uh, when they would go to the house shows, they worked through some of the spots. So, yeah. so not everything is off the cuff in right. wrestling. Right. Uh, but I'm proud to say the stuff that David and I did were off the cuff was off the cuff back then. Sure. Uh, because that's the way it was. I mean, we, we, they, they, and I, and that's one thing I, one of the things that I look back on fondly, but also one of the things that I remember at the time I was really excited about was, Hey, these guys trust me. Right. I, that's, that means a lot. Yeah, it does. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm getting now in AW and, uh, what I got back, uh, back then. I mean, I could produce an AEW now, but some, but not a lot. And, uh, but back then, man, Tony, David, do your shit, man. I loved it. And speaking of guys doing their shit, it just, uh, look at, look at, see Bobby. <laughs> that guy got up and Bobby went, whoa, whoa, look at him. <laughs> I love he's having fun. He, he, he always made, he always made it fun. He always did. And 
it shows you that maybe Bobby couldn't talk, wasn't the greatest uh, talker, but he had a great personality. Yeah. That's the thing. Like sometimes I wonder like, how are those guys friends? You know, any random combination of wrestlers, right. but we've heard over the years <clears throat> that Arn Anderson and, and, and Bobby Eaton were best of friends mm-hmm. and I didn't really see it. And then you see him goofing around and having fun here and you're like, right. oh, okay, yeah, that's our sense of humor. Well, as you know, we, uh, we've talked about this before. We had Bobby with us in Nashville on a, on a stage show and he was just like the kindest, friendliest too nice guy. For wrestling. Too nice for yeah. wrestling. Too nice for wrestling. So he was a great guy to tr- here. He go- Come on, get in the spirit. <laughs> you know, just like I was so-, so Bobby just walked over and made Tony Schiavone give him a high five. <laughs> he picked up his hand and slapped it against his right in the middle of the match. And Jay and uh, Jim said, get in the spirit. Come on. <laughs> Good stuff. So, but Bobby was the guy, the kind of guy you like to travel with because he was, he was just good to be with. He was a nice guy to be around. And, uh, I'm sure that one of the reasons that Arn loved traveling with Bobby was, as you know, Arn is just really full of shit. Oh, big time. And, oh man. And so Bobby was a great straight man or a sounding board and laughed for everything Arn said. Well, we all did, but still, and listen, they're both two rednecks from probably the same area, Arn and Rome, Bobby from Huntsville. That's close. There's just a mountain divides them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's driving distance. Arn's going to be making an appearance over in Rome pretty soon. And he was telling me that. And I said, Hey, I might ride over and hang out. And he said, yeah, that'd oh, be good. Yeah, please do. And it's not far from you. Yeah. So unless, you know, Lois has you, uh, cleaning out the garage or something, you should come hang out. I run this fucking house, buddy. Oh, okay. She, I run the, when, do you know when it's going to be as he announced the date? She must be asleep for you to say that so loudly. Yeah. Just double check. Do you know what it's going to be? I'm not sure, but okay. I'll let you know. All right. Then hey, I'll be there. Damn it. When you say you run the house, you mean like you run the lawnmower, you run the vacuum, you run the dishwasher. If, if you're watching us on video, you see this, the perimeter of this bat cave here. Yeah. That's what I run. That's your domain. About. Three quarters way down the steps is where it stops. Hey, let's do a little, let me ask an old school WHW question. Okay. How often do you do the old five knuckle shuffle up there? Uh, none. Really? Yeah. I've stopped. (laughs) You quit, you quit whacking. Yep. Uh, do you remember your last whack? I don't. Was it this calendar year? No, really? Yeah, really. We're here at the end but, of March, and you, so but, you're one quarter down, whack free. But I can tell you this story. Okay. True story. I'm ready for this. Okay, so I'm in bed just last night. Oh. And I'm thinking. About Brad Baker. I'm, uh, well, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling frisky. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And I'm laying there thinking, oh, boy, I haven't felt this way in a long time. This is a true oh. story. And you know what I did? Texted rebel. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I, this is like a midnight boom express. This is like midnight. Uh, I recited the starting lineup for the 1972 Oakland A's and made it go the away. Series. won the world series and you made it go away. Yep. So why are you trying to, is this like some sort of weird Catholic guilt or something? What are you doing? No, no. I just, it just. I didn't want to, I was, 
I'm just too fucking lazy. <laughs> to move your hand up and down? <laughs> well, here we go. Let's go to the, the top interview. Of the program. A lot of questions for this man, Pez Watley, who is with us now. David Crockett hey, and I were there. Hey, can't tell somebody, don't give me that mess around here. Let me tell you something right now. And at first, I want to talk to you, Jimmy Valiant. Yeah, the boogie woogie man. Let me tell you, I got the prize. That's right. And I got it with the tool right here. You know, everybody been trying to do it. But the pistol man got it done. That's right. This belongs to Jimmy Valiant. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Jimmy Valiant, you ain't nothing but... A snuff dipping, tobacco chewing, undercover hillbilly anyway. And I spit on the hunky and I let him know that not only am I the best black wrestler around, I'm the best white one, the best Chinese one, the best Japanese. I whoop Mongolians. Don't say nothing to me, boy. You ain't got no culture, no way. Let, let's let me tell you another thing. I ain't through talking yet. I got something else to say. I ain't through yet. Jimmy Valiant, show it to him now. Let him know right. that the whole world, woo, show it all right now, all right now, all right now. Jones, build that army, baby, because David Crockett right here, right here is the best black athlete in the world. Pistol, Pez, Wadley, my brother. What? What are you doing? Hey! Listen, that was a controversial angle, I'm sure. But what a fucking promo! Uh, that was that was well done, man. I, I, it shows you the talent, how he could turn from a babyface one week to oh, a heel who, the next. There we Jimmy? go. I don't, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I can't explain the, the feeling I have inside my body, uh, uh, the hurt that I have. Um, I sat down. I, I, I try to think um, how I can explain this thing that just happened, and, and there's no explanation. The hurt that I have in my body, uh, I can compare it to uh, 
if a man would come home. I mean, I'm telling you, people, uh, my, my whole life, maybe uh, my heart is too big. Uh, I'll give my shirt off my back to a stranger. Uh, maybe I'll let people take advantage of me. I don't know what happened to my brother. And at this point, I'm still calling him a brother. Pistol Pez Wiley, if you're sick, brother, if you had a seizure, if it's a mental problem, physical problem, come to me, man. I don't know what it is. I, I, I have no problem. All I know, brother, is, is I give and I gave to you and I give to my people, I give to anybody that I see, no, uh, I'm a loving person. And if there's a problem, brother, with yourself, man, I mean, uh, maybe I can help you, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know, hey, hey, cut the camera, brother. That's the most I've cared about Boogie so far this year. <laughs> well, that was, uh... That was the real Jimmy Valiant. That's how he talks. By the obviously. way, what they bleeped out was it would be like if a man came home, if you came home and found your wife in bed with another man, that they was bleeped that out. That was not something they wanted to let out in 1986. And I get it. I mean, okay. we're not too far removed at this point from, you know, married couples. Whenever you're telling a story of, you know, their life, they sleep right. in separate beds on TV. I mean, so mm-hmm. You right. Know, I, I get where we are, but that was what was bleeped is, Hey, if you came home and you found your wife in bed with another man. Okay. I get that. <sighs> anyway. So I thought he was using the F bomb. So uh, anyway, back to Pez, he had just a couple of weeks before given us a great baby face promo. Yep. And now he just turned right on a dime, man. I think uh, he's a very, very underrated talent. I agree. And, and I think this is showing that, that he was, I mean, he called me boy. Yes. <laughs> he called him an undercover hillbilly. Yes. And, and, a, then, and a honky. And a honky. And then it was sucker. Yeah. I mean, it's just good, good stuff. And it, I, I remember when the angle happened. And I remember thinking, well, this is awfully weird that he would, that just the word black athlete would piss him off. Right. But, you know, they couldn't get more controversial. I, no, it, it that's makes, right. It makes me wonder if they were thinking of being a little more calm, but it's not like you could say that in a complimentary way about your friends. I don't know. It's, but yeah. that they wanted to tell some stories and, and really there's been no substance to anything that either one of those guys were doing. And now sure. all of a sudden it's like, well, hang on now. There's a little meat on the bone for this story. Yeah. Right. So using that and the fact that he had the scissors in his back pocket means that he was going to attack him anyway. He had, he had had enough of him. So, cause I, I just, I, I remember vividly watching that and, uh, you know, it was worldwide. So David and I were doing the show and, uh, I just remember watching that going, why would the word black athlete piss him off? Um, don't know, but it's, it's a good start to an angle. Like you said. And well, I think the, the insinuation is it's like, you know, if you were to say, uh, well, she's, attra- an- she's attractive for her age. He put a qualifier on it, right? Yeah. Right. So right. no, it's, I'm not a great wrestler because I'm a black athlete or I'm not the best black athlete. I'm the best athlete. And you know, sure. that's sort of what he was right. saying. I, I whoop Mongolians, which was funny. 
<laughs> the Mongolds are not here, by the way. Uh, do you remember the Mongolds? Yes. No, I mean, oh, I, don't, I don't remember any of their stuff, but I saw their pictures and know who they are. I, they wrestled in Mid-Atlantic for a while, and I remember seeing them. Uh, Brito? Something like that? I don't know. The Mongolds. Anyway, uh, wow. How about that? I'll beat Mongolians. Oh, God. It was a great line. By the way, I need, whenever I start to cut you off, I need you to start yelling at me like pistol pals. Sucker. No. You undercover hillbilly. I ain't done talking and another thing. Tony Shirani. I mean, <laughs> was so good. Uh, it's almost as if you kind of wish you'd come back out. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. It, that, that's pretty good. Uh, I like the fact during this match that, that Jimmy Garvin had precious smack old Don Turner to the head repeatedly. There's not much that I wish we could do on this show that we can't do more than get pistol pez on the show. But unfortunately he passed away like 15 or 16 years ago, but man, that's bad. How great would that have been if we could have had Pez do a run in here? Yeah. You know, uh, once Pez, uh, there's Ricky Lasser running the camera. Ricky ran, uh, wrestling cameras forever back. He he ran uh, camera force in WCW all the way through the end. So anyway, and I think maybe he ran camera a little bit for, uh, TNA. Yeah. Uh, Pez and, uh, you know, when Pez became a heel, he teamed with Tiger Conway. Right. And I always liked Tiger Conway because again, here's Tony Schiavone being a mock. I remember the team of Steve Kern and Tiger Conway Jr. They were, uh, mid Atlantic tag team champions. I believe at one time. How about that? How about that going way back? Oh, here's a promo. And Wahoo is back here again today, gorgeous. Where? I don't I don't know why you start them rumors like that. The man starts some nasty rumors every time gorgeous Jay gets out here. Honey, spray the air. Because the fact is it smells around here because everybody says Wahoo's back. Wahoo's here. Well, if Wahoo is here and Wahoo is back, well, then how come I can't see him right now? How come he's not out here answering my challenge? Hey, I'm not going to change my mind, you know. I'm not going to change my mind, Wahoo McDaniel. You're going to have to answer to me. You're going to have to answer to the real man of the NWA. You're going to have to answer to the major leaguer of professional wrestling. I mean, you're through living off these legends. You're through living off the borrowed time and things like that. The fact is this. I'm getting real bored with the whole situation, honey. I can't believe the guy called him a coward. I finally got word to him to come down here and sign a contract. What happens? Everybody says, Wahoo's here. You better watch out. Wahoo's here. I, I'm not afraid. Do I look afraid? The greatest wrestler in the world. Have I told you lately, Tony? It's not my fault, man. It's not my fault that Wahoo McDaniels is a coward. All over the country, wherever I go, if it's Seattle, Greensboro, Charlotte, Norfolk, Richmond, everybody's yelling for Wahoo. Then the people get real disappointed. And I'd like to take this time to apologize for Wahoo McDaniel for being such an embarrassment to the sport of professional wrestling. It's sickening. Let's go. Mm. Jimmy Garvin and Precious. More action in the ring. Man, that's a great line too. As we see Ivan Koloff about to take on a very young Ray trailer sporting that singlet. Mm-hmm. And you got Nikita in tow here, wearing his sweater, mm-hmm. trying to look good for miss Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's so glad she's coming on a regular basis. <laughs> anyway, look at that, man. that's pretty cool. Ray like- locked up really well. Did a shove. 
there during that interview, there was a time you had mentioned this before on an, an earlier episode. There was a time now, especially on interview where I wish the guys would have stayed out of the ring until the interview was oh, done. Oh God, it was ruining it. Yeah. Because they kept chanting USA, USA for Ivan Koloff. Yeah. And if we would have thought about it, we would have said, stay out of the ring until we, we went live the tape until the interview is over, then come right out of the curtain and then have somebody in the crowd go wahoo, wahoo, you know, chant wahoo's name. Yeah. That would have been better, but yes. yeah, that, that kind of, and, and, but Jimmy stayed focused. That was good, man. It was, that's how that's talent as well. Staying focused. Look at Ray doing some stuff, man. This is, this is why he became big Bubba. You're starting yeah. to see the push of Ray trailer here as he's right. transitioning from enhancement to, Hey, he's going to, he's going to be a player here. And I'm sure yeah. the, that, that whole conversation goes down something like this. Now I've been tonight or this afternoon, this morning, I need you to <laughs> give the big kid a little offense. We might have, might be doing something with him down the road. That's that may have been word for word. <laughs> so don't, don't just eat him up. You know, you still going to get the win baby, but get a little help from Nikita on the outside, make him look good for Miss Alabama. You know, she's coming on a regular basis of what Tony's telling me. <laughs> that she'd been coming a lot lately. You undercover hillbilly sucker. God. Shut up. So good, dude. <laughs> undercover hillbilly. I don't think it was that undercover. <laughs> when you got a beard like ZZ Top, it ain't that undercover. Man. You know, that's a shirt, man. Undercover hillbilly. Oh, for sure. I'm sure Steve yeah. Kaufman's already working on one over at boxofgimmicks.com. Yeah. I don't think it's Kaufman, is it? Oh, no, you're exactly right. It's, yeah. it's Ryan. It's Ryan. Steve, Sorry, Steve, Ryan. Steve Kaufman's our YouTube guy, yeah. who, by the way, is the person who put a little bug in my ear about YouTube. So I got Kaufman on the brain this morning, but no, yeah. it's our man, Ryan. You're exactly yeah. right. Ryan from Lynchburg, Virginia. Represent? Uh, I thought you're from West Virginia. Why are you saying represent? I'm from Virginia, motherfucker, you undercover hillbilly sucker. So there. Word of the day, trays of day, undercover hillbilly. Oh, man, Sucker. I'd wear the shirt. <laughs> I'd wear it backstage. Look at that damn Russian. I bet you the Kremlin told him to do that. The, the Kremlin said, you get the man down, you choke him. You choke life out of him. Did you like my broken English Russian accent there? Can you imagine how much fun Eddie Kingston would have with you wearing an undercover hillbilly shirt? <laughs> a lot. Hey, um, Eddie has a lot of fun with me anyway. I, since we're talking about AW, yeah. Can I, can I ask a question that you, I'm, I'm, you're going to be mad at, but you can, you can cuss at me and call me an undercover hilly or a hillbilly or whatever. Go ahead. Isn't it true? No. <laughs> It's not. Well, we've been talking a little bit about Tejo Khan being Tony Khan's uncle. That's been well-established now. Everyone okay. listening to this knows that to be 100% fact. Mm-hmm. But I recently oh. heard that Tony Khan's middle name is Cleo. Did I hear that right? That's wrong. You you mix that up with maybe a member of our staff. Not sure, but it's not Tony Khan. Wait, Lauren Yaffe's middle name is Cleo? Like the lady from it, the yeah. hotlines back in the day? Call me now. Yeah, it would be Lauren Cleopatra Yaffe. Well, that actually makes sense, but Cleo mm-hmm. as a boy's name wouldn't make sense. So why would he be, why would no one would do that? So why would Tony? No, see, yeah, you're, you're st- right. again, you're, you're starting shit. 
that my uh, apologies. I, I'll, I'll bet you this. I'll bet you this. There is not one. There's probably a lot of women who go by Cleo. Oh, of course. Like the hotline lady. We know those. Right. I bet you that there's not one guy out there with the name of Cleo. Not one. I'll bet you anything. Really? Out there. Yeah. I would I would bet you zero. Yeah. I would I would bet some money on that. I mean, a dude named Cleo, I mean, that's you're just asking to get your ass kicked, right? Yeah, I know. I know. I so that's why, you know, uh it's like uh what we're gonna call this boy. Uh let's call him Cleo. And the mom would turn around and smack the dad in the mouth. So you come up with something else like Fred. I mean, it would be akin to having, you know, your middle name as a boy, you know, what's your name? Uh, John, uh, no, Michael, Jennifer Morris, or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Jennifer is a middle name mm-hmm. for a dude or like, or like Stanley, Julia, Shivani, something like that. You wouldn't. You oh, wouldn't maybe the worst would be if it was like Stanley, Cleopatra Morris. Whew. Can you imagine? Hmm. And then if you what? had to, if you had to just hear your friends, air quotes, roast you in front of hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. and you literally no couldn't use. do, you know, couldn't say or do shit about it. No. It'd be the worst. No. It'd be like being pinned by Ivan Koloff after the Russian sickle. Oh, here we well, go. Well, heat the up the U.S. Promo. title scene here. You got to watch out for it. No, I don't know how to watch out for anything. Nikita Koloff has to watch out for me. For somebody that wants me so bad, he sure just walked off this set and totally ignored me being out here. You know, it's real easy to say you're so tough. Well, it's real easy to blind some, blindside somebody, come from behind. Sure, knock Ray Trailer out with a clothesline when he doesn't know it's coming. Well, knock me out face to face. Do something all by yourself. Forget Ivan Koloff. Forget the Kremlin. Let's see what kind of guts are deep down inside you. Now, you made a real special stipulation. You said that you wouldn't meet me for this most coveted title right here unless I met your special challenge. Russian chain match. Well, I'm no dummy. I know that the Russian bear, real expert in those kind of matches. I'm sure you picked his brain for every little bit of information you can get out of him to make you just as bad an expert as he is. Well, I'm just as bad a cat as you've ever stepped in the ring with. And if it's a chain match you want, if you want to try to drag me all the way around that ring, then go for it. I'm not backing down. Yeah, I'm real proud to be American. I'm proud to be the United States Heavyweight Champion. And if you think you can put me out in any kind of match, that's fine. Go for it, my friend, because that's going to end it all. That's for you, Nikita Koloff. We're coming right back. Don't you dare move. Something I've really gotten a bigger appreciation for is Magnum's mm. promos, man. Yeah. He could do them. Yeah. What a, what a tragedy, man. What a tragedy. And yet another one. Here we go. This man with me made a big impression to everybody. on world championship wrestling last week, Joe Nighthawk Coltrane. Hey, Tony, how you doing today? You know, I'd like to say, uh, thank you to all the fans out there, you know, for all the letters and support that they gave me over the last week. I'd like to also say hello to all the wrestling fans all over the world. You know, it's a real nice day outside today, Tony, but, you know, I woke up feeling a little trouble. You know, I've been worried about my, my buddy, my friend, Pistol Pez Waller, you know. That is not the pistol that I know. I've known Pistol for a long time, and, you know, Pistol, I'd like to say to you, if, if you need help, you know, come to me, and I'll help you the best I can. And, and Boogie, you know, I've known you for a long time, too, and, you know, it's really it's kind of downtrodden thing, you know, but, you know, we're going to all, we're going to work this thing out, you know, Tony, and I think we're going to work it out, you know. Okay, Joe Nighthawk Coltrane with us on World Championship Wrestling. Back to the ring. What the fuck was that, Tony? 
That was a that was a woman interview with thirteen or fourteen you knows in it. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, is this Jerry Jarrett in in disguise here? <laughs> it's because he started to say, "Hey Tony, how you doing?" You know. Oh God, that's the first, that's the first thing. I couldn't said. believe that's what we're starting with. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, compare that to Magnum. There's no comparison. Uh, again, Magnum's, uh, wreck is a tragedy. He was going to be a big star. As you could see the fire in his eyes, he was believable. It was, you know, he, he's the one that he and I talked a lot because he's from Virginia as well. Mm. He's from the coast. He's from the tidewater area. And he and I talked, Magnum and I were very, very, we're very friendly. We talked a lot. He had a, he had a, had a great mind of the business. He really did. And that's why Dusty had him as assistant booker back in the early 90s. Had a great mind for the business. Was was really a, a pretty cool about it. And he and I talked about this and, and I, I bring this up. He said there's he said there was always the hook that brought you back as a wrestling fan back in the day when K Fabe was alive. Because mm-hmm. he said most fans would think, nah, you know, this is this is not real. But then there would be one thing mm-hmm. that they would look at and say, but that's real. Yes. And he said, that was the hook. They kept bringing you back. And he tried to be that hook. He tried to be real. He didn't try to say funny stuff. He was serious as he would, he would, he was doing the interview as a man who was really pissed off. The Russians would do. And it came across that way. And you thought Magnum and Nikita was real, were real. And the feud was real. And that's what made that, that best of seven, which is coming up here. Uh, a wonderful thing, a, a memorable thing. I don't know when it's coming up, but it's coming up soon. This summer, this summer, during yeah. the great American yeah. bash tour. Okay. So there, none of it's on, uh, I, did they put some of it on TV? Yeah. We, we, we had some on the network. Uh, who knows, you know, it might be up a hog's ass now, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll <laughs> somebody will, uh, will rip it down and put it on YouTube or something. So we can, that's, enjoy that's. It. That's an undercover hillbilly line. It's up a hog's ass. <laughs> no, listen, that is a hillbilly line. My grandfather used to say that. <laughs> and the first time he said it, I looked at him and I said, what does that mean? He said, I'll explain it when you're older. <laughs> That's an Arn Anderson line right there. Is it not? Yeah. Up so, a hog's ass. Arn would come <laughs> up with some random stuff. He still does. Oh, yeah. Man, he was grinning like an anteater eating a June bug. <laughs> What? What does that even mean? You, you dress up, my favorite. You dress up. He said, "You look like a trash can with a hula hula skirt on." <laughs> what does that even mean? A trash can with a hula skirt on. <laughs> or when I wore that all purple, you look like an Easter egg, and you're the shape one. <laughs> oh God! I just you know what I need to do? I just need to. I just need to write down these lines or record them or something. Oh my God. He, that, that should be like a toilet book. Remember those were yeah. a thing back 30 years ago. <laughs> right. Just to Art right. Anderson's book of one-liners. Uh-huh. People would buy that. Yes. Oh yes, they would. Which reminds me, you know, you had said, and I thought about this before we started to roll tape here. You talked about, uh, how collectibles are big now. Yeah. I found down in the basement in the baseball room two packs of WCW trading cards. Oh, how fun is that? Okay. But I think these are kayfabe trading cards because they can't, they're in a little white box 
and written on it in ink, WCW trading cards. So these may have been like not released ones. Yes. Do not fuck around with those. <laughs> okay. We will okay. open them live one day okay. and film it. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun with this. Do not fuck around with those. I don't know what's in there. I, and I don't know how I got them. We're going to but... find out. It's going to be a little bit like, um, remember when Geraldo was looking for, uh, yeah. the gangsters. Yeah. So that's what yeah. we're going to do. Al Capone's here. vault. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> okay. what we're going to do. We okay. could, and we'll open it up and it'll just be a bunch of fucking Terry Taylor cards. <laughs> Oh, and then Jesus. we'll just play the song. Wah, 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 yeah. wah. By yeah. the way, we are going to have a, uh, some game stuff coming to, um, adfreeshows.com over the next game. month or so game stuff. I love game like, stuff. like game shows. Oh, that's great. Like, uh, jeopardy, like wrestle gamia, wrestle gamia. Yep. Who's going to be the host of wrestle gamia, Lauren, Cleopatra, Yaffe. Um, okay. Efren. Well, you asked and I cleared my throat thinking, oh, he's going to be mad at me. This is Anthony Agogo, London 2012 Olympic bronze medal winning boxer and the governor of AEW. Hit pause on your watch long right now. And I'll tell you when to hit play again in just a moment. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Does anything beat good customer service? I mean it. I mean, sometimes we have a really great experience at a restaurant or a delivery experience or a contractor at our house, nothing beats great customer service. And we know that at SaveWithConrad.com. check this out. John up in Houston, Texas left us a five-star review and had this to say, I had a great experience with first family. They made me feel like I was their only customer, dude. What a great compliment that is. And isn't that the goal? You don't want to just feel like you're a number. And how about this? Here's a great one from Brett in Ocoee, Florida. He left us a five-star review and he says from start to finish, Derek was so patient and so understanding with all my questions. First family mortgage helped me when the other mortgage companies, people suggested wouldn't even return my phone calls. I'm so thankful to the entire team. We want to do a great job for you. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. So why wouldn't you let us run the numbers? If you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much find out how much money you can save for free right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Come on. It's SaveWithConrad.com. man. If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch those spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. 
NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save both time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com forward slash WHW. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com forward slash WHW. That's netsuite.com forward slash WHW. By now, you know, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve a harder, stronger erection to combat all forms of ED you know, erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at a pharmacy. But maybe best of all, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Now, the process is simple. You'll sign up at bluechew.com. You'll consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. Okay. Stand by. Hit play now. <laughs> Ronnie Garvin, man. Hands of stone here, buddy. Doing Tony his- Zane, Tony Zane, another, I've mentioned this before, another, uh, Rome kid. This is what it would hey. look like if Taz was stretching a boy named Cleopatra. We'll be right back. Welcome back to world championship wrestling. Ronnie Garvin still just stretching his ass. <laughs> Come on, get up. Oh, holy shit. I think Ronnie's pissed off here in real life. He'd be one of the last people I'd want to fuck with. Yeah. Look, look, uh, yeah. Look at that. Uh, I think those are shooting headbutts. Well, he shouldn't really be headbutting people. That's not cool. No, that's not cool. I mean, but he's, you can tell he's like, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's part of what he wants. Okay. Back to risky business. He used that term a lot. And I know Dusty had used it a lot, but a lot. Ronnie used it twice. And it's almost as if flair and they were going to name flair and Garvin risky business. Well, name no- that match. That doesn't happen until a year later. Yeah, I know. I don't think that's, they weren't thinking that far in advance. Mm. Stay down, Tony. Yeah. Be smart. If he would just stay down. I think that Mm. might be my move. If I was a, an an enhancement guy, he's already beating the shit out of me. I'm just going to lay down. 
championship wrestling. As we told you a little bit later on in the program, we're going to give you some information on the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. We're cooking today. Here they are, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes and Baby Doll. You know what? You're going to have to call somebody. I'm getting ready to pitch a fit is what I'm going to do out here today. <laughs> I have seen more great wrestling today. David Crockett has to be at his best today commentating the great wrestling going on out here. Let me tell you another thing. I want to go on record right now in the USA Today newspaper. Somebody was talking about professional wrestling and talking about why, for instance, Dusty Rhodes is not in an NFL camp. Well, brother, I make more money per year than 95% of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. That's a good reason. I drive three Mercedes Benz. That's another good reason. I got a house in Los Angeles, California, one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a fancy hotel apartment in New Orleans. I have three women from show to show until God came along and settled me down. I have rode the wildest horses throughout this country to a standstill. I have looked the devil in the face on many occasions and spit in his eye. I have bit the head off of rattlesnakes and you telling me that Tully Blanchard, Iron Anderson and Ric Flair are gonna stand on the same ground that Dusty Rose the American Dream is, break my leg or whatever and get away with it. It ain't gonna happen. Steal my belts, it ain't gonna happen. You can have my silver studded saddle bar. But you can't have my soul today, you understand what I'm saying? You can tell a Texan, but you can't tell it much. So this thing I got in my hand right here, you see this? Right here, Wahoo McDaniel got an Indian strap. And Iron Anderson, tell that black judge, you get to know this thing real well. Cause your noggin's gonna be shining when I put it on your head, you understand? And dog, you tell him like it's gonna be. You know, Arn Anderson, we're told who you were next. And you know what? I have been outside the ring when you have begged for mercy because of what this man has done to you. Because you are next. And it doesn't matter what happens in New Orleans because we do have a title shot. Even though, Arn, we do you have you about a week ahead of time. And Dusty, you know, you said you were going to break his leg. Why didn't you just break his jaw so he can't come out here and mouth off anymore? Iron Anderson, baby doll, once your jaw broke, consider it done, mama. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby doll. We have more action, don't go away. Consider it done, mama. How about him shitting on the uh, enhancement talent? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was, Tony Zane got beat up because apparently he was too green. Superdome in New Orleans, as you know, the one-day tag team tournament for the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. 24 of the greatest tag teams in the world will be there. Also, as you know, Ric Flair defends the NWA World Heavyweight title on that night against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Well, this news comes from Bill Watts and all of our friends at the Universal Wrestling Federation. That night, North American Heavyweight title match, no disqualification as the champion Hacksaw Jim Duggan defends against Dick Slater. That event will be also during the night session as well that World Heavyweight title match. And the night session starts at 7.30, of course. Afternoon session at 2.30 with all the greatest wrestlers in the world. And that's all part of the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament. Here's a team seated number four and certainly one of the favorites to win the $1 million purse. You know, Tony Schiavone, 
I was listening to Dusty Rhodes. No man alive can talk better about himself than Dusty Rhodes. My hat comes off to you. Because you are, my friend, the baddest of the bad. You bite rattlesnakes' hands off and all those things. But you know, Dusty Rhodes, I'm the man that puts you down. One, two, three. So what does that make me? That makes me better than the baddest. So Dusty Rhodes, you think about that. Every night you go to sleep and every morning, every time you look at your kids, you think about that because I'm better than you and I'm better than you will ever think about being. Let me tell you something. I'm going to sit back here today and listen to a lot of things being said. Pez Riley's got something to say that I want to listen to. But when I got to sit back here and listen to Baby Doll come out here giving people orders, it's enough to make me sick to my stomach. Now, she's not at home with her cabbage doll collection and Sam Houston and Jimmy Vaillant and some of Dusty's cronies sitting around her saying, Sammy, put this dress on this cabbage patch doll and do this to that one and change that diaper. Hey, this is not a tackling dummy at practice. We're into the real thing. We're into what's happening. And when you talk about the world television champion, baby doll, and you tell the American dream you want him to bust his jaw, this man is going to feed back to you Mr. American Dream, everything you want to give him, and a whole lot more. Tony Giovanni, no woman alive threatens me where I come from. Women either make dinner or make babies. You understand, baby doll? So don't come out here, Dusty Rhodes. Take your skirt off, put your pants back on. If that's your situation, you run it. You understand? But the issue at hand, bull rope and strap matches. You want to tie us up? You and the big chief, fine, tie us up. We're going to show you what endurance is all about. And Pez Wiley, since you finally become a man, since you've turned into a man, maybe you'll have the distinct pleasure way on down the road of having a cocktail with a full horseman. Because trust me, this is what's happening along with our cousin, the world heavyweight champion, Rick Flair. Dusty Rhodes, make no mistake. When you're on the hit list of the three horsemen, eventually you're going to be back in a cast, period. Two of the four horsemen are Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and, of course, James J. Dillon. Let's go to the ring. There he is. Boy, they are chanting Magnum big. Yeah. By the way, how great was Arn's line? When you're on the other side of the horseman, eventually you're going to be in a cast. Is that something? That's good stuff. What are you? Are, that is good. are you collecting JJ, cans at your house right now? What are you doing? Yeah, th- this this can here. Uh, it's empty. I'd like to go get another one, but look, I can't. Look, look, yeah, you can. You listen. No, no, Lois won't. Lois won't. And Lois won't bring me one. So. Well, I thought you run your household. Why you, I do, but but well, she won't because she would be on camera and she doesn't want to be on camera. I see. So since you run your household, why don't you run downstairs get your ass another one? Because we're taping, and I respect the tape. You undercover hillbilly motherfucker. We're going to play a bunch of stupid notice, ass promos. Notice, notice how I, uh, had motherfucker. That was our Magnum's match is already done. Let's listen to these anniversaries. Acknowledge the 64th wedding anniversary of Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Antonio Caravaggio of Newcastle. Mr. Caravaggio is 91 years of age. He and his wife have been married 64 years. Congratulations from all of us at World Championship Wrestling. We'd love to hear from you. Write to us. World Championship Wrestling, 1250 South Omni, Atlanta, 30303. And also happy birthday to Kath Bining of Van Wert, Ohio, from all of us at World Championship Wrestling. Let's bring in now number two seated team in the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament. Offensive Plus, Magnum TA and Ron Garvin. You know, it's a great thrill to be a part of this first Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Tag Team Tournament to begin with because it is such a great event being held in the Superdome there in New Orleans expecting capacity crowds. There's a lot of stiff competition going to be there. 
there's going to be people like a good friend of mine, Terry Taylor, teaming up with Steve Dr. Death Williams. You got the Kiwi Sheep Herders. You got the toughest tag teams from all over the world coming together for a million dollar purse, the greatest purse ever handed out in professional wrestling. Well, Ron Garvin and myself are not exactly an established tag team. You know, we haven't had a whole lot of time to spend the ring together, but we're putting our minds together for this thing, our combined effort, combined effort to go out there and win this first tournament, because that is going to have to go down the history books as a milestone in professional wrestling. Ron Garvin's got the knockout punch. I don't think there's any more intense professional wrestler in the world anywhere today, and I'm really glad to have him as my partner. Well, Magnum, I'm glad to have you as a partner because I tell you, you're going to stand there and you're going to do 100%, and that's all you can expect out of somebody. So go 100%. And believe me, I've been watching him, and he's successful doing it. Now, I'm very excited about the situation because it's a lifetime dream to, to wrestle for a million dollars for the James Crockett Memorial Senior Cup. I mean, it gives you a butterfly in your stomach. It's a Super Bowl of wrestling. As far as I'm concerned, we're competing against 24 teams from different countries with different style, different strategies. I mean, it's going to be really something to see, and I think the combination of Magnum T and Ronnie Garvin has got to have a very good chance of coming out the winners. I think we've got an excellent chance, and one special note, Nikita Koloff, the belt's still here, and the challenge is still up from me to you. Magnum T.A. Ron Garvin, certainly one of the favorites in the tag team tournament in New Orleans. Scott of the ring. What do you think of your little Johnny DJ voice there? It's terrible, isn't it? Dude, you were doing such a put on there. <laughs> That's how that. <clears throat> All right. What? I did that. Because I was in transition mode. <laughs> you were you becoming don't a, that. Wait, you were you becoming don't... a woman? What do you mean? No. <laughs> You're gonna name yourself Cleo Siobhan? <laughs> Boy, that all worked for today, didn't it? <laughs> just... I'm sorry. Well, Johnny... It was just right there. I had to do it. It's like George Carlin coming back to the same joke. <laughs> okay. No. Um, I have in my possession, in my attic, I know that's there a reel to reel tape, big silver reel to reel tape of the first time I ever recorded my voice. Really? Yeah. Ever. It was for a project in college and I'm telling you, it sucked. I was hayseed. Talking like this. Undercover hillbilly. Undercover hillbilly was just running my words together. Just, I couldn't pronounce shit. I was terrible. I took that tape to Tom Delaney, Channel 3, sports director, the big television station in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And I wanted to work with Tom. And Tom said, well, let's hear you. And I put that tape on and I could read his face. And then he cut the tape off and he said, you have a lot of work to do. And I did. And I worked on it. And so that is me working on my voice, a voice that a mere five years prior to that, six years prior to that was the drizzling shits. So I worked on it and I developed the voice and it, it, of course, it, it eventually left me, uh, kind of, but that was uh, really, that's a true story. That's how it happened. So it was a real phony, fake ass voice that that became part of me, and just fuck, I hated it. <laughs> now that I listened to it, 
So that's me in transition mode from undercover hillbilly to, to uh, hillbilly out of the closet, so to speak. That make any sense? Yes. Yes. I also want to say Mr. Caeccio, who we wish an- happy anniversary to. Yep. Is now 126 years old. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I've just well, decided I'm going to make an executive decision here. Okay. If you would like for us to read your anniversary announcement next <laughs> week here on WHW, just tweet us at WHW Monday and be sure to use hashtag WHW anniversary. If you tweet us at WHW Monday and use the hashtag WHW anniversary, we'll make sure that Tony Schiavone wishes you and your loved one a happy anniversary right here on the program. Well, you know, Lois and I have a big one coming up this year. Is this going to be 40? 40. Yeah. That is a big one, dude. Yeah, that is a big one. My parents just did uh, 40 last year. Uh, their anniversary is on April 20th. It'll be uh, oh. their 41 year anniversary, mm. which means that I'm turning 40 in like three months, Tony. So your parents didn't waste any time either. Oh no. Those no. Thompson's fuck. Yeah. Hey, um, my 40th anniversary, we're going to do it like a family or my anniversary, my 40th birthday. We're going to do like a family deal. And then mm-hmm. we're going to do like a guy deal. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, that'd be something you'd be into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I do need to say this. I'm as we talk right now. Yeah. Uh, this coming Friday, yeah. I'm getting the vaccine. Oh, good for you, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Especially at your advanced age. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Georgia now is 55 and over. There you go. And so I made an appointment and it's going to be a dual shot one, one day. And then three weeks later, another shot. I have the antibodies. Yeah. I found out I never tested positive for COVID ever, mm-hmm. uh, but I knew I was sick and I knew I had it because, uh, people in my family had it, but it, I never tested positive, which tells you how weird all this is. Yeah. But then when I went to the AEW show in Jacksonville, you know, you got to get tested to go through. They mm-hmm. told me I had the antibodies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's right. So anyway, uh, a slingshot suplex, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. means it's over and Tully Blanchard, the national heavyweight. Let me do my fake voice. Tully Blanchard, the national heavyweight champion. Is your winner, and we're going to go to the. Uh, oh, here's Precious. Here is Precious with that gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Gorgeous is all tied up right now, and I just came out here to see if Wahoo McDaniel's is around, like you said he was. Where is he now? I don't see him. You see him anywhere, Tony? No. I just thought I'd take a look around because you know what? He isn't anywhere to be found. And you know what else? I don't think he's got the nerve to show up out here. Here he is, Precious. Well, Look at this. You come looking for some trouble? What is your man sending you out here to do a man's job? I came out here to look for you myself because we don't need a man to do a man's job. I'm not very hard to find. I've been here for two weeks. I can't find higher hair when I'm here. I don't believe that. We saw you down at the reservation just last week. And you know what else? If Gorgeous was here, he would beat your brains out. And you know what? What is this? This is a bogus hat. This is a not a real Indian hat. I don't think you're a real Indian anyways, I Wahoo. I think Gorgeous would come out here, if he wasn't busy, that is, and beat you brainless, Wahoo. In fact, he wouldn't even need my help. And you know what 
I don't think you got it in you, boy. I don't think you got it in you to beat up gorgeous Jimmy. Gorgeous will beat your brains out right there in that ring, Wahoo. It won't take you very long to find out, and I hope you're with him. I hope I'm with him, too, because I want to witness him beating your brains out, Wahoo. I think I'm going to split this thing right now. Excuse me. Dude, she did a pretty good job there. Oh yeah, she did. She knew how to yeah. be hateable. She was good at that. Yeah. She's uh well, I Please love for precious. the action. World Championship Wrestling. All the top stars of the NWA are with us here today. Now we talked about, of course, Ron Garvin wants to get the world champion nature boy Rick Flair in a cage. Well, here he is, the heavyweight champion of the world, nature boy Rick Flair. Well, Tony. Let me tell you exactly how it is. At this time of the year, one of the biggest sporting events to ever take place anywhere is the Final Four. The four finest college teams in the country get together and battle it out to see who's number one. Well, last night, the Nature Boy whoo, was in Daytona Beach driving the women wild. And when I walked out of Penrods last night, with a bevy of beauties and headed for the Hilton Hotel, I had my own final four. And this morning, when I eased down that elevator and headed to Eastern Airlines, I gave old Miss Indiana the nod. So darling, if you're watching, you got the blue ribbon. Woo! Now, New Orleans, Dusty Rhodes, you got your last shot. They tell me it's going to be capacity, capacity audiences at the Superdome. You know why? Because the greatest wrestlers in the world, I'm talking about the Road Warriors, Hawking Animal. I'm talking about the Midnight Express. I'm talking about the best team, my cousin, Arn Anderson and Tony Blanchard. I'm talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. And then I'm talking about Ric Flair walking that aisle, woo, looking as only he can look, defending what we know to be the most coveted trophy in all of professional sports, the World Heavyweight Championship. Dusty Rhodes, you got your last shot. Now, let's talk about one Ron Garvin. Come in here, David Crockett. I see you out here all flustered week in and week out saying to the whole world what you have a right to do that Ric Flair, you might not make it to New Orleans. Ronnie Garvin might be there, Magnum might be there, Nikita Koloff might be there. Well, David, as sure as I'm standing here, woo, just as custom made as Michaels can make me, I'm telling you right now, I'll bet you $100,000 right here that I make it to New Orleans because the only man right down my way is Ronnie Garvin. Kind of an abrupt end to that promo, isn't it? It's almost as if they edited that. Yeah, that was an edit there. Had to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, they would never. I, I don't know. No, they wouldn't cut him off like that. No, they wouldn't. It's just like... Uh, and I don't know why uh, the the network would cut him off. Maybe he said something re really out of line there. I don't know. Like, do you know how large my dick is, or something like that? Which would have made you edit it out? I Wait, would think. did he say? Did he say stuff like that on TV back then? Come on. No, he didn't. But 
That's the only thing I can think of. You bring out you bring out the worst of me a lot of the times. You know that. Well, what did I say? Yeah, you know you do. Just the way you are. Just my mere presence. You, yeah, you the way you've led me down this path. It's been a good path. It's been a profitable path. <laughs> but here's the deal: you had to make a deal with the devil. Somebody came uh, and met with you at the crossroads, and they said, "Don't you, Shivani? We're going to get you out of the drive-through. We're going to get you off the back of the bus. We're going to get you back where you belong." You're going to make more money than ever. You're going to start to have feelings down in your groin area. You'll have to recite the Oakland A's starting lineup in order to. I, 1972 World Series. Yeah. You already know what the plan is, Tony. You're going to make more money than you ever imagined. You'll be able to remodel your house. You'll get rid of all the goddamn dog hair. But you'll have to give away part of your soul. You're going to have to talk about penises and Klondike bill and glass bottom boat rides and shitting on coffee tables. <laughs> and before he could finish, you said, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> when he started, I said, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which reminds me of something. When we talked about the Oakland A's. Yeah. I, uh. I'm going to try to find them on as we're going along here. Um, the names of these of our some of our listeners, our fans, because uh, here we go. Paulie B. I'll mispronounce some of the names: James Cahelio, Frank Bruno, Arios Archio, Arocho, Brooke Bauckham. I love you, Brooke. T.J. Stevens, Michael Amend, Michael McClanahan, Mark Nelson, Antonio Santos, and uh, Brandy Wagner from Alaska. They all went together and paid for a cameo of Reggie Jackson, my favorite athlete of all time. Not only my favorite baseball player, my favorite athlete of all time. What? They paid for a cameo for Reggie to say hello to me. How about that? And at the end, they gave him the line. He said, "Weird, Tony, we're desperately out of the time. The tape machines are rolling. You gonna play it? Uh, I I probably need to put it on uh, on Patreon. Uh, do you want me to play it here? The audio? Sure. Uh, let's wait, see wait, if I can here, get it. Here's Rick. <laughs> so maybe they didn't cut him off. Maybe the plan was for him to stick around and do commentary. Yeah, maybe so. I love that you just immediately went to his penis. Yeah. Well, again, that's hanging out with you does that. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm not a fan of playing cameo for online, as you know, it's what, uh, got me off cameo. So, uh, but anyway, he said this, uh, he said this line and it, it meant a lot. It, it meant, uh, words, you know, have you ever met Reggie? No, had a chance Two things, 1969, I went over to get his autograph. He wouldn't give it to me. Mm. He reached for a kid. To It must have been one of the baseball player's kids. Right there, he reached across and bumped me. So I remember that distinctly. He was real young. And then I uh, I was walking in underneath the uh, – at Legends Field in, where they – where the Yankees have spring training when I was working with the Braves, I was walking underneath the stadium. There's a, a breezeway underneath the stadium and here he came and there I went 
and it was just me and him. And I remember thinking, you know what? I heard he was an asshole. He is. So I don't want to say anything to him to get him riled up. No, to make to make me think bad of him. Right. I want to I want to remember Reggie as your hero, my hero. Yeah. So I just I blew it blew right past him. So never but, met him, but this uh, this meant a lot, man. No, it's very thoughtful, and it shows what a cool little community we built. Right. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, and of course, adfreeshows.com. I mean, it's a big group of wrestling fans who have all become friends and the support that I get from our wrestling group chat. I mean, we're talking to each other all day, every day is one mm-hmm. of the, the big reasons I wanted to create ad free shows, especially since we were in a pandemic and, and where there were stay at home orders and shelter in place and all this stuff. So there was a lot of folks who really leaned on our little wrestling community as a, a way of interacting with the real world and not just be you know, stuck in, in those same four walls. Anyway, I got to meet Reggie in November of 2014. Uh, there was a big autograph signing in Houston, I believe. And, um, I don't know why I had, I was recruiting a branch or something, but I was out there like a few days before or a few days after and, and Rick was booked and he said, Hey, you should come hang out. We'll have a big time. And I said, man, it's funny you say that because I'm going to be not too far from there, blah, blah, blah. So we wound up hanging out and I got to meet a lot of sports folks, mm-hmm. but Reggie Jackson came right over to me and commented on my watch. He's a Rolex guy. And I was wearing a Rolex and he was too. So he's putting over my watch. Like it's some big shit, but the reality is he's got a now discontinued, uh, white gold submariner. Oh, here we go. Big movement. What about those turkeys in the audience? You know what? As you know, oh, so very well, I am probably the finest connoisseur of beautiful women. I'm talking about women with full sweaters, you know, the big girls. So one of my big girls the other day asked me to give you this. And she said, (laughs) she said, tell Ricky Martin, if you may, to give this to one of his little teeny boppers. How about that, sport? In other words, I like the big girls, and you like the little teeny ones. You know, you're about a considerate food. I mean, you come out here, brother, you talk about all the things that you've got and what you're going to do. But it wasn't too long ago, Rick Flair, and all these nice people right here stood behind you and made you what you are today. Now, without these people out right here, you're nothing, and I'm nothing. Are you trying to tell me that when your name is Ric Flair and you're the world champion, that you gotta have a whole building full of people to carry on. Wherever I go, I don't care if they love me or hate me because I love myself and I know that I'm the best for The fans are into this, man. Ricky's got him! Over the top rope! He put him over! Woo! Love it! Ricky Martin has Ric Flair! Suplex! Oh, down on the mat! He did him! 
Dude, that was a big moment. Man, that's a hell of an angle. I had chill bumps. That was, boy, the, and not only, you know what added to it? Fucking David Crockett, buddy. Yes, he was excited. He was, he was cheering with the fans. He was yeah. cheering with the fans. If you can't appreciate that, then you don't know what the fuck's going on in your life. By the way, I want to mention, uh, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, boy, they could have, they could have did him in a singles with flair. They did. And, uh, it drew big business and there's a mm-hmm. famous photo out there of Ricky Morton with the big gold around his waist. Mm-hmm. Of course he never actually won it, but it was a nice little photo op and it's a cool moment in wrestling history. This is the, of course the 29th. Later that day, they're going to be at the Coliseum in Greensboro, 12,239 fans. Uh, Flair's going to beat Garvin in a steel cage match there. Uh, the next day, they would do a double shot, a matinee show in Savannah. And then that night, they're in the Omni. But it's not the sellout you would expect. Only 5,300 people there. And we had Dusty and Wahoo teaming up to take on Arn and Tully in a chain strap match. We also had Magnum working with Nikita, the Midnights working with the Rock and Rolls, and on top, it's Flair and Garvin in a steel cage match, but only fifty three hundred there. Why do you think that is, if you had to guess? Was Garvin not believable to Atlanta yet? No, I, I think you need to go back and look at at the Omni. Right. And take a look at all the fans that we had in the Omni. We were still in the minds. I, I may be way off base here, but this is my thought. We were still in the minds of the people at Carolina-based company. And you mentioned 12,000 in Greensboro. We did big business in Greensboro and in Charlotte. Yeah. And the big markets in the Mid-Atlantic. But the Omni, even though it was viewed as the Madison Square Garden of the South, the Omni was not one of our bigger draws. Right. It, it never was. It, it was. We had some big houses. But we we never did have gigantic Greensboro type. Greensboro was our place. Greensboro was the place for Jim, and I know Charlotte was, but Greensboro was the biggest venue in the Crockett territory, and they always ran big shows and did that. Listen, I talked about my fandom, and if I can find in my ticket stubs from the Greensboro Coliseum, that was for us the mecca of wrestling because we knew we would see blood. You wouldn't always see blood in a spot show. We knew we could see a, a, a belt change hands. And so Greensboro was the place. So I, I think we were, we were seen as a as a North Carolina based promotion and we weren't Georgia championship wrestling. Right. I, that may have had something to do with it. May have turned them off, but we had the time slot and we had guys that they knew Ron Garvin had wrestled in Georgia, Wahoo McDaniel flair, you know, there was world championship wrestling before black Saturday. And a lot of these guys were there. So I, I, that's the only explanation I have. And not only that, the guys had to go work Savannah and then drive four hours. Most of the guys four hours to, uh, the Omni that night. So that was, that was a healthy day for him. The next day on the 31st, it's a joint show in Baltimore between Jim Crockett and the AWA. So we had like uh, Kurt Henning and Scott Hall and tag team action there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main event is Flair and Dusty Rhodes on April 1st, April fool's day. We're in Canton, Ohio. And, mm-hmm. uh, we've got, uh, Tejo Khan working with your boy, Don Carnoodle. I know everybody was wondering, we're going to talk about him this week. Uh, the next day we're in California, Pennsylvania. That's a real place. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, the following day on the third, we're in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania on the fourth, we're in Roanoke, Virginia, again, with flair and dusty on top. Uh, and then we did a, a TV taping and, and then we're back in Atlanta here on April 5th. So that's where we are. And we see Ivan Koloff here cutting a promo. Let's jump in. 100% April the 19th, a new artist, $1 million is coming over to the Koloff family. Oh, Road Warriors, we'll admit it, you up to this time are the most powerful team that we have ever met. You are fast, you are strong, and you know you're wrestling. But you could get injured and that it put you out of the tournament altogether. And we're going to make sure of this. Now, Magnum TA, you have signed a contract to meet nephew Nikita. Any place in the world, Russian chain match. And Nikita is ready for you. Let me tell you a little bit about Russian chain match rules, if you don't already know. Here is chain, 12 pounds, 12 feet long. Each end locked to each other's wrist. One end to you, one end to nephew Nikita. Whichever man can beat the other one up so that he can drag him all around the ring, tucking all four corners consecutively, he is the winner. And you're looking at the winner, Magnum TA. Then, you Americans, Magnum TA, Jim Cocker promotion, you will have to meet the Kremlin's turn. You know what kind of match Nakita Lagamos is a Russian gentleman. Because I put around you now and I joke and I joke till you have a far off and nobody can stop Nakita. You say you bad like Nakita. No, you only think you bad. Nakita got a lot of pride in Russian chain match. Ivan and Nikita Kolov, and we have more action right after this timeout. Nikita, not the best promo. No, and you know, uh, I, I didn't get it back then, but it's pre- pretty obvious he wanted to dress up for his girlfriend. Yeah. Which was the wrong thing to do. Oh, here's a Show- Wahoo promo. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Precious, mm-hmm. you held back your anger, though, but she certainly upset you. Well, you know, I, I feel this way, and I know a lot of people feel this way. At any time a woman steps out of her place, then I feel like when she's trying to do something a man is supposed to be doing, then she is no longer a woman. Now, a lot of people will tell you I've mellowed a little in the last couple of years, but I'm not sure how much I have mellowed. Now, Jimmy Garvin wants to send a woman out to do a man's work. He's here in the studio. I've been here two weeks in a row. He gets out here. He wants to say bad things about me. All he has to do is get in this ring and beat me, and he's on his way. He knows that. So what is holding him up? I'm just saying one thing, Jimmy Garvin. I'm here, and I'm here to stay. And to get by me, you're going to have to get by me to start a name for yourself. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm here, and I'm not going to let anybody walk over me. And I'm not going to promise you that I can contain myself or restrain myself because I tell you one thing. I put the G and get even. And I'll tell her precious one thing. Don't get in my face again, because I'm not going to be responsible for what I'm going to do. Chief Wahoo McDaniel, let's go to the ring. Chief Wahoo McDaniel, let's go to the ring. (laughs) I'm transitioning, folks. Say hello to Miss Cleo. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel bad. You know, Wahoo wasn't the greatest interview in the world, but it was believable. It was believable. Yeah, it was like, you know, you he said, I'm not going to be responsible for what I do. And everybody was saying, fuck, absolutely. Don't fuck with that guy. No, I can't imagine that being a good idea. Yeah. 
Well, here's the uh, latest uh, uh, demolition session, if I can use that term, with a nod to Bill Eady and, and Barry Darso. They are just demolishing these two. Where's the partner? Oh, there he is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking out. Get the fuck back in, kid. <laughs> Good God. Oh man, I'm telling you, I, I don't think I don't think they worked that shoulder breaker. No, oh, or that close. Oh. Jesus Christ. There ought to be paperwork involved with that. Uh, uh, <laughs> that guy on the outside is so glad. Okay, I'll go. Look, in look there at this, look at this, dude. Oh god. All right, let's hear some grunting. Oh, you're geared up for this one-day tournament. Hey, let me tell you something, Tony Schiavone. From Jim Crockett Sr. to the Road Warriors, you got two different generations. You got Jim Crockett Sr., who started from a nothing wrestling organization. He built himself the biggest wrestling empire in the world. That's just like my brother Hawk and myself. We started off as two punk kids in Chicago, getting slapped around by bigger kids, fighting gangs. To Finally said, we had it enough. We built ourselves up, Tony Giovanni, to be tag team of the year. Not once, not twice, but three years in a row. And we're rated number one today in the world, aren't we, Tony Giovanni? You certainly are. So it's only right that we're the one, number one seed in the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. Ain't that right, Paul? That's right, Tony Schiavone. Some things need to be brought out here. Everybody knows the world over that these men have been world champions and held national titles, but little do they know that this means more to the Legion of Doom than anything else, and that is revenge. And revenge is what motivates these two men. Revenge and a fight. Somebody that won't back up from them because they don't back up from anybody else. And that's what motivates us in the past and in the future. Tell them, Hawk. Hey! You want to know what Road Warrior logic is? I'll tell you what it is. I can remember days when me and Animal were in Chicago, the South Side, getting in three or four fights a day. So we got a big tournament in New Orleans. We've been primed all our life to fight. We were bred, born, and put on this earth to fight. And we are going to walk away out of that Superdome with that cup, all that silver. And if anybody's got any doubts about it, then you got brain damage, brother. Because the Road Warriors are number one. And don't you forget. There's a lot of crying babies out there. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, everybody's crying. Saying they should be the number one seed. We're the number one seed, and we're staying out. If you're gonna cry about it, you know right where we are. Anytime, any place, we'll take you on and prove we're the number one seed. I heard a couple of people talking about Jimmy Coronet, and I heard them say, you know, Jimmy Coronet, he's a liar, he's a cheat. And he's a thief. I went in, I interjected, and I said, you're talking about Jimmy Cornette? They said, yes. I said, well, he sure has improved, hasn't he? Because that's what you are, Jimmy Cornette. You're a liar because I've asked for this match many times. You're a cheat because you weaseled your way into the NWA belts. And we're going to get you. 
Gracious, Paul Ellering and the Road Warriors, they are the number one seed in the tag team tournament for the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. We've had a lot of great things go on here today, David, and I know Ric Flair, for one, is going to think twice before getting on Ricky Morton He's again. He's still back there storming around. Okay, here's a reminder. We'll see you next week for the very best in wrestling, the NWA, right here on World Championship Wrestling. Well, what'd you think? We had to fill some time there, which was unusual. Not much. Yeah. Just a line. Uh, I just, uh, the, the, uh, Hawk's presence is amazing. Yeah. It just, it just really is. Um, and he was scratching his head there a lot too. I don't know what that was about. Uh, but anyway, uh, another, another good show, another good show chock with some, uh, some memories of, of stuff that we did and, um, we're heading to some good stuff here. Yes, we are. Uh, obviously. And of course now we, we're going to go into April next week. And once again, uh, I've still got it right now on, uh, on my computer and hopefully you do too. You well, can watch along with us. Really excited about all things 1986. Don't forget, you can watch along on the WWE Network. You get all these shows early and ad-free over at adfreeshows.com. And, of course, WHW Monday as a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And it sounds like the Reggie Jackson cameo will be over there. Uh, but we've got lots of fun stuff coming your way, man. It's going to be a great year. Even if we lose some watch-along uh, possibilities here, uh, we'll still fill it with all things JCP from 1986. But right now, Tony... It looks like it's about that time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Dave Silva versus Cassio Kid in a belly bump for the Hill Undercover Hillbilly Championship of the World. As the match gets started, out from under the ring comes Cleo Morris. He's got a foreign object. He hits Dave Silva in the head. He breaks a fucking tooth. He goes down, cover, one, two, three, and Cleo is the undercover hillbilly champion of the world. And I said that in a phony voice. We'll see you next time on What Happened When. On Wednesdays, we're on Westwood One. But on Mondays, we are on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Man, we love talking about our friend Steven Singer. And I'll tell you, the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better. And he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer the perfect price. That's right. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Well, head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than the guy sitting next to you. Here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? That's never the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer Jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. 
And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brake right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on the way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. By now, you know this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve a harder, stronger erection to combat all forms of ED. You know, erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at a pharmacy. But maybe best of all, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Now, the process is simple. You'll sign up at bluechew.com. You'll consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. You know, this show really grows through word of mouth. Uh, we don't do any real advertising for our podcast. People just talk about it and then ta-da, people start to subscribe. Word of mouth is the way to go. And we want to thank James up in Hendersonville, Tennessee for suggesting and referring and spreading the word of mouth of savewithconrad.com. We hooked him up he left us a five-star review and he had this to say, this process was as easy as it could have been. Jimmy and the team were on top of things from the very beginning. The communication was great and I'll be recommending you all to anyone who asks great job. Thank you, James. We take pride in helping people save money and making it fast and easy. I get it. You're listening to a wrestling podcast and you want to hear wrestling stories. You don't really want to hear mortgage talk, but I feel strongly that saving money is important. You know, if it's not something we worry about now, boy, we are really going to worry about it later. And I want to help you get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. I'm talking to you. If you're in a 30 year loan, now is the time to take years off of your loan. We're routinely helping our listeners cut five, 10, even 15 years off their loan. And you can do this without perfect credit with no money out of pocket. You've just got to start at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. Seriously. If you're in a 30 year loan, please let me run the numbers. You'll be glad you did. Let's save with Conrad.com.